Peace and salutations, everyone. Thank you for joining my podcast for yet another edition of Break the Lunatic Rants. podcast is based entirely on Frank's own personal opinions and is in no way, shape, or form the opinions or representation of any fire, police, EMS organizations which he is currently or previously associated or affiliated with. The views expressed in this podcast are entirely his own and do not reflect the views of any aforementioned organization. Please note, the names may have been changed to protect the innocent, the stupid, and the brain dead. Live, from the beautifully spacious and wonderfully bodacious, Fuck If I Know Studios located in wonderful downtown Hamlin, Pennsylvania, it is yet another informative, educational, argumentative, debatable, and downright boring edition of Frank the Lunatic Rants. Hey there, hi there, ho there everyone, as always, I am your congenial host, Frank the Lunatic. Thank you for joining me yet again for another episode of me ranting, raving, pissing, and moaning about topics you probably don't give a shit about whatsoever. You know, it's nice to see how Pennsylvania is a follower state. And what I mean by that is sometimes we can't think of our own idiotic laws. We have to follow what other stupid states are doing and copy them, like New Jersey. This is something they do in New Jersey that we're doing in Pennsylvania now. Um, A couple months back, uh, they passed something. And I love these articles. They're little-known articles. So, you know, motorists don't even know about these things because... They don't advertise, there's nothing that really lets motorists know these things have changed. But anyhow, uh, drivers in Pennsylvania can now have more of a risk of being pulled over because their license plate frame might interfere with their license plate. Um, I guess the courts now affirm that, that the police officers in Pennsylvania have the right to stop a driver if any part of their license plate is blocked by any part of the license plate frame. This doesn't, not, you would think this would mean, you know, the, the letters, the numbers that go across, you know, ABD-1234. No, not only that, but is it, it's going to be, it, well, it is now against the law in Pennsylvania for any lettering to be blocked by your um, license plate cover or, or frame. It, which also includes down at the bottom the stupid little thing that says like you know www.visitpa.com. Imagine that, or even the paint around it, the paint around the edge of the license plate. If your license plate frame blocks any of it, you're in trouble. And it was a three-panel uh, judge of uh, three panels of judges from our Pennsylvania Superior Court that you know basically went for this, and critics are arguing that. 
I mean, I don't get the thing of racial biasness. Oh, we're going to pull people over because they're probably black if they have that. No, I don't. I, I hate this whole fucking race card thing that they throw in on all these things. It has nothing to do with that. But I understand the thing about the potential abuse of powers by law enforcement. And it would give police another pretext to pull over a driver for some for a trivial reason. Pennsylvania now with following this like Jersey is it just opens the door basically for every motorist in Pennsylvania to be stopped at the will of any police officer for investigation because when they pull you over for that for the stupid thing like your license plate that now gives them the right that they be that they stop you to you know search if you like anything basically and it's all about a matter of interpretation how the uh, these judges now are interpreting uh, the laws in Pennsylvania, the, the codes, the vehicle codes. It's an interpretation of the vehicle code that prohibits license plates from being obscured. The, the, the code in Pennsylvania just states that it's unlawful to display a license plate that is so dirty that its numbers and letters are illegible from a reasonable distance or is obscured in such a way that traffic red light cameras or toll collection systems can't read it or is otherwise ille uh, illegible at a reasonable distance or is obscured in any manner. That's what the law says. But the judges took this whole thing obscured in any manner. They took that part of it, and they say it prohibits all obstructions of any part of the license plate. How is it? Now, I understand the letters, and I understand the thing about, you know, okay, the plate's from Pennsylvania, though. Most cops should know by looking at the plate if it's a Pennsylvania plate or not. I still don't get the whole thing that it is illegal for you to cover, you know, the stupid little... Is it blue? I don't even know what friggin' color the little outline is of the bevel going around the license plate. That's illegal to do? Come on, give me a friggin' break. Or the stupid thing at the bottom that says, you know, visit PA.com. It's a goddamn advertisement. I'm paying you every year to renew my, to, to have a goddamn license plate on my car for you to put free advertising on the bottom saying, visit our, visit our crappy ass state. Really? And the judges said, well, if it only meant to apply towards the actual numbering on the plate, they would have said that in the law when it came out many, many years ago. Surprise, surprise, I think when I researched it, surprise, surprise, I believe they were Democrat judges. Imagine that one. No surprise there. And it all comes from a case back in April of 2021 in Philadelphia. Of course, Philadelphia, the wonderful Democrat Philadelphia. See, it's all these Democrat areas that come along with these asinine things. A police officer in Philly pulled over a car saying that the plate was obstructed. Do you know what was actually obstructed? The thing on the bottom that says visitpa.com wasn't fully visible. And they're saying that that is against the law not to have that advertising on the license plate, visible. And of course, because of that, it allowed the officer to pull him over, and then the officer decided, because that was like a pretext or something, something or some shit like that, I don't know what the legal wording was, but they did a sweep of the vehicle where he found a loaded revolver, which the guy wasn't licensed to carry, so the guy was actually breaking the law anyway. Uh, ammunition and marijuana also found the car was not registered, and the driver didn't have a license, so he was charged with several crimes. But a lower court has suppressed the evidence the officer removed. Uh, they found that the police officer lacked probable cause because the state's vehicle code only prohibits the obstruction of license plate numbers. So it, then they went to, I guess Philadelphia took it to higher courts or something. And that's where these bonehead Democrat 
uh, judges came up with, no, that means everything, you know, even the stupid little decorative freaking frame going around it and the free advertising that you pay for, you know, the, the person that owns the car pays to have the state have free advertising, you know, on your, on your car, that it's illegal, illegal to have that on. What type of crock of shit is that, really? Give me a freaking break. It's basically another flimsy excuse for police officers in this, in the Commonwealth to pull people over. Over, I mean, come on. With all the crime, with all the stuff going on in this state, that's really a major goddamn concern that visitpa.com isn't visible. To how many motorists do you think drive around, you know, behind someone who has a Pennsylvania license plate and go, Oh, look, it says visitpa.com. Let me pull that up on my phone right now. I, I would love to see a survey about that. How many people actually see that stupid thing on a license plate and decide that they're going to go online and plan their trip to visit PA all because they saw that stupid thing on the bottom of the license plate? Nobody pays attention to a goddamn license plate. You're busy paying attention to the car in front of you, which, of course, makes it harder to do with some of these newer cars, by the way, like Kia. Have you seen the location of, like, turn signals? You know, you're looking straight ahead at a vehicle, you know, in traffic and things like that. You, know, you see their taillights. You see their brake lights on. And that's what you're paying attention to when you're driving down the road. You see it. Meanwhile, down below, near the goddamn ground on some of these Kias that are so low, uh, there's friggin' turn signals all the way down there, away from the rest of the lights. Not that it's, you're being distracted, but you're busy looking straight ahead like you're supposed to be doing. Not looking down towards the ground, uh, you know, towards the bottom of their bumper for a stupid friggin' turn signal. It's the most annoying thing in the world. I don't know how many few people have actually noticed it. Uh, I think it came out maybe in the 2022 models of some of the Kias. Um, and so, so the car companies actually that are following suit with that. It's the most idiotic thing in the world that I've seen that they actually design the car like that you know to me that's a concern that should be a concern right there not the stupid visit pa.com on the license plate but it's just another example of more bullshit that these democrats come up with you know to change things around to make freaking money that's all it's about is making money for the commonwealth and speaking of other stupid things in the commonwealth they started doing this about a year ago actually as a test thing penn state Penn State was actually doing this pilot program with the state, uh, with the, being at their state school, to actually test alcohol sales on the campus, at the stadium, for games. Now, you can't have bars and stuff like that on campus, and after all, a lot of college students, most college students are under the age of 21, or maybe by your last year of college, maybe by then you are the, you know, the proper age that you can go and actually legally drink, but they're actually, like I said, we're te are testing the actual sales of having alcohol at a stadium. People get rowdy as it is. Have you ever been to some of these races or concerts and, and games where there are people drinking? I, I never understood that. You go to a game and you're spending a lot of money for the ticket and then you turn around, you know, and go and spend like 12 bucks for a stupid beer so you can get friggin' annihilated and not even remember what the fuck you were even doing there to begin with. But anyhow, apparently Penn State and the state themselves feels that this is a great thing to sell alcohol at the stadium for sporting events. Well, 
bad combination right there, people. Really bad combination. But, once again, it's one of those things where not much logic, not much thinking has gone into. You know what else has doesn't have any thinking going into it? The state of California. I think the people in the state of California just have, you know, the, the, the sun has basically rotted their brains because some of the most ridiculous things come out of California also. And, of course, other states like New York and New Jersey eventually follow suit on it. Um, it's amazing that in the United States of America, we are not united. The fact that federal laws can be superseded by state laws. For example, everybody knows that President Nitwit Jumpin' Joe Magoo has a stupid national fa the federal plan to eliminate the sale of gasoline cars by the year 2035, which isn't really too far away. He wants everything electric. But because of the fear that someone else might get into office, you know, that President Magoo might, and Vice President Chameleon Harassment, the laughing hyena herself, might be kicked out of office. Oh, let's hope to God they are. Uh, because of that, you know, California decided to put their own law in effect that prohibits the sale of gas-powered cars and by 2035 in their state in the effort to fight climate change and acceleration of global transition to uh, actually have the global transition towards electric vehicles. So it's going to be interesting if the federal government, we get a different administration in, and the federal government goes and decides to, you know, wipe out this thing that, Biden, that, oh God, I actually said Biden, that President Magoo has in effect, but now California, no, no, you can't do that. It has to be electric cars only. So it causes a crisis there, because now manufacturers would turn around and start making more electric and more hybrid vehicles, and maybe not as much electric vehicles, but then they, have, of course, they have to have a separate product line just for the state of California. All because those stupid spastic monkeys out there decided they want to dare above the federal government. And we're going to come out with our own law. And this thing about the whole, you know, climate change. If you look at some of these things, uh, some of these uh, Senate panel hearings, congressional panel hearings, all these things, conferences and that, it's amazing when you go up against these nitwit Democrats, you know, the tree huggers, all the people are talking about, um, the whole climate change thing, and you actually present facts to them, the fact that there was more problems with the ozone and, and with the Earth's atmosphere on you know, that before humans even came around, and it's actually better now than it was then, and they, they just, like, deny all that. Yes, but, you know, but humans weren't around back then. Okay, but yes, you know, air quality things are bad, but not as bad as they were before humans were around, if you look at the scientific evidence. But unfortunately, these Democratic the Democrat yambags don't want to look at stuff like that. They, they, they just do the whole thing about, oh, well, you know, climate, climate change, climate change, climate change. Why is it that the American people have to suffer in regards to climate change when it's Three quarters of the rest of the goddamn world who don't give a shit. You know, yes, places like Germany and Italy and France and, you know, that, yes, they have emission standards. Maybe they're worse than ours. I'm not sure. They've got to be at least equivalent for our American cars to even be shipped over there and sold. But then you get places like India and China who don't give a rat's ass. Hell, India, where people go and piss and take a crap in the streets of Bangladesh. Okay? <laughs> That's how sophist friggin' sophisticated they are. 
You know, they, oh my God, they, the public toilets are there. They're just like freaking buckets. It's ridiculous. These countries don't have any, their version of like an EPA, nothing at all. No climate laws, no emission laws, nothing like that. They're polluting the environment like crazy. Meanwhile, here in the United States, we've had this shit going on with emission stuff for like the last 40 to 50 years at least. Um, well, probably 40 years. You know, we've been trying to do something and then we get told we got to do more. You know, the American people have to suffer because the idiots in India and China don't give a shit and can just pollute. But after all, like I said, what do you expect from a goddamn country like India where people piss and crap in the goddamn street and it's perfectly legal and it's acceptable because it's a social norm out there? Once again, I think that's more asinine than this whole thing about banning gas cars. How about we concentrate more on something like that, you know, on, on society there and how bad it is there? You know, I've read articles about the Ganji, 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 I don't even pronouncing it wrong, river, how polluted it is. And people go there and they bathe in this river that has sewage. And, you know, from people that actually do friggin' toilets, their sewage just gets dumped in this river that people bathe in or use water, God forbid, to cook in. Imagine that. And, and, and imagine they're considered, you know, a big world power, too. Can you imagine that one? But once again, it, it goes to show that the American people have to suffer basically because of the rest of the freaking world. Anyhow, this, this thing with California it is just absolutely asinine. It just re it requires that 100% of the new cars have to be electric. And the funny thing is that other states like Democrat states like New York and New Jersey are planning on following along with California's lead of setting their own auto emission standards that will supersede the federal government. And what does that do? It will force manufacturers to stop making gas cars and push electric because, like I said, why would you have two separate product lines? You know, to cater to two or three nitwit states. No, they're, they're going to just get rid of the freaking gas cars. You know, unbelievable. I should start investing in, the, in stock for the electric companies because after all, they're going to be making a shit ton of money. It's all because to cut auto pollution. You know what pollutes worse than cars if you do the research? There's two things that pollute that are... There's one thing out there that pollutes worse than cars. That's cows. That's right. Cows. Cows are worse for the environment than ca than cars are, actually. Imagine that one. The other thing they say is it's worse for the environment are things like uh, lawn and garden type of tools. You know, lawnmowers, for example, which California went ahead and banned anyhow. You could only have electric friggin' landscaping tools and lawnmowers over there, which may I, I want to see that with a zero-turn uh, electric mower because I've seen some of the things about them. First of all, uh, catching on fire at the um, uh, these little conventions that where they're showing things off. Can you imagine being one of these contractors that go around and do landscaping and the fact that, you know, your mower just runs out of energy and meanwhile you have another client to go to and now you got to charge the goddamn thing for several hours. So what are you going to do, like one or two clients a day, basically? You're not going to make much money now, are you? How are you going to make the payments on that expensive-ass electric zero-turn mower? People haven't thought of that at all. Idiotic, idiotic, idiotic. And it keeps going and going and going. And you know what else is idiotic, too? The city of Scranton, another wonderful Democrat-led city in a wonderful Democrat-led county. The city of Scranton used to have these two enormous 
competition style pools. I don't know if they were Olympic pools. Maybe they were. I don't know. But they were definitely competition style. Um, and they used to have night swimming and things like that back in the day. Actually, back in the 70s, it was actually a lake anyhow. A lake. It was Lake Lincoln before they turned it to Nayog Park and put the, uh, the pools in. But anyhow, I'm getting off topic here. They had these big, huge pools, which, of course, the city neglected over the years. I believe they were even heated at one time. They neglected stuff. The liners got bad in that. And they tried doing some improvements. And actually, there was a mayor, Democrat mayor, that, believe it or not, even though I'm not for Democrats, uh, Mayor Chris Darty actually went and put in, I think it was in 2003, maybe, uh, they actually put in water slides. Unfortunately, they did it on the shallow side, which was a little bizarre. Like, there wasn't as much water. It was weird. But they, they weren't bad. But the wonderful city of Scranton says, no, you know, that's wrong. These pools are in, in bad shape. And, and they demolished the pools. Instead of fixing anything, they demolished the pools. And they're doing it to other pools in the city as well. And you know what they're putting in its place? Splash ponds. These little splash pads. Not even ponds. Splash pads. They feel, first of all, that's safer. You know, they wouldn't have to hire lifeguards. You know, one person could basically, you know, just you know, keep track of the whole area or something, I guess. And it's so much safer. And more enjoyable. That's what they're saying. Safer and enjoyable. Have you gone to some of these splash pads at all and actually taken a look at them? They're big giant slip and slides where you can slip and fall and break your goddamn ankle. And they say it's for the enjoyment of everybody. Well, another thing when you go to these things, because I've, I've seen them and I've had um, my kids actually, you know, go to some of these things. And it's funny because you get yelled at. If you're like a teenager, you know, or you're middle school and there's little kids in the splash pad and you get yelled at, it's only meant for the little kids. Now, here's the thing. You're an adult. You're an older person. How are you going to enjoy yourself? It's hot. It's hotter than monkey balls. It's 90 degrees outside in a heat wave or something. You know, there's no pool to go to anymore. There's that stupid splash pad. You know, what do you, what do you I guess, get in your wheelchair and basically uh, just wheel over the splash pad, but don't do it at a jazzy, don't do it at an electric wheelchair, of course, because you'll electrocute yourself while we'll be entertaining to all the little kids involved, you know, and might just be a little disrupting as well, seeing you sizzling, I don't know, maybe, but right, there's, there's nothing there for the adults now in the city, of course, then you have uh, places like McDade Park, who redid their park, redid their pools, at this big giant ramp, that goes down into the pool. And they have a splash pad area. That Here it is a new facility. And the splash pad area never works. Never works at all. Figure that. All the money that, that, that the county spent on that. And it splash pad doesn't work. And it brings back another thing too. When you do these designs to the pools. I never understood how the shallow side. Has 8,000 goddamn ladders. But then you have the deep side. You have the like other side that might go like five foot and then go down to like 10 foot and there's absolutely no ladder by the five foot side the closest ladder is all the way you know the 10 foot or 12 foot however deep it is so you know you you gotta swim over there and what if you're getting tired and you can't really swim in deep water like that or you know you're a little fucked because you gotta try pulling yourself up or something or try going on swimming under the uh, the ropes that they have separating the areas, but don't pick up the rope and go under it because the the teenage lifeguards go ape shit when somebody picks up the rope and goes under it instead of swimming under the rope. They go absolutely fucking ballistic. It's like fire is coming out of their goddamn eyeballs 
when it happens. You know, so that you, you go over to the other side so you can try pushing through all these stupid little kids there who basically huddled near the uh, ladders because apparently the ladders are a plaything so you can get to a ladder and get out so all these kids just give you nasty ass looks because oh this old person uh, anyhow unbelievable completely unbelievable can't believe they're doing that to to these pools that the city's actually thinks that it's a benefit to get rid of the pools and put all these stupid splash pads in i don't know i, I consider it more of a liability actually but of course, you know, you're doing that at your own risk anyhow, so you really can't sue the city because you slip and fell. But you know who should fall? All these damn climate activists. Like, some of these people are just total and complete yambags. Take, for example, all these stupid young people that are going to uh, museums of art and try to destroy... Paintings, which luckily now, you know, a lot of these museums have these special protective things over them where, you know, you jump back probably 30 years ago, they didn't have that. But I, I don't know. I don't understand their point to throwing tomato soup and shit like that against paintings. What the hell does that have to do with the whole climate thing? You know, they, they, they say they make this statement saying, well, you're, you're, you know, you're too busy saving art instead of saving the planet. Yambags. They, they were, they, these people are part of a climate protest outfit that's called Just Stop Oil. And they celebrate their vandalism on pieces of art, on works of art. They declared that disruption is in response to government's inaction on the cost of living crisis and the climate crisis. And it's weird at the same time, they're also protesting that around the world is gas and oil drilling because here in the United States, President uh, Magoo, as far as I know, won't allow new licensing for oil and gas drilling. That's why we're depending more on foreign oil now than when President Trump was in office. But these, these climate people, it's weird. They're also protesting energy price hikes. That will throw 8 million households into fuel poverty. Well, you're part of the reason, you yambags. I mean, this whole thing with trying to you know, get rid of oil and that, you are the yambags that are pushing the whole thing of demanding we have electric cars and supporting people like President Jumping Joe Magoo and the Democrats' policy to eliminate gasoline cars well because of that and them not allowing more drilling of gas and oil you know yes there's the war in ukraine too but that that helps drive the prices up so you're not a solution to the goddamn problem at all these activists they're protesting the expansion of of energy on the grounds that fossil fuels are pushing the world towards cl uh climate apocalypse and the energy supplies constriction on the grounds that higher prices are cruel to struggling households. Well, which is it? You're saying you don't want oil and you don't want gas, but you want lower prices because people are struggling. But the, as I said, the prices are high because of you yambags. These left-wing climate activists, their vision it basically imagines rich societies accepting a, a certain austerity, a retreat from the growth mentality of capitalism a simpler more ecological wholesome way of life while imagining that somehow this austerity will fall only on the greedy rich 
and the consumerist upper middle class, while the poor and working class experienced the post-capitalist degrowth future as more affordable, not less. In, in this energy crisis we've been going through since 2022, the tensions with all these um, activist groups are no longer merely theoretical. An obvious crack is running through a crystalline utopia of theirs. And we have a version of the Just Stop Oil world, uh, immediate unavailability of normal flows of energy, forced transitions to alternative fuels, a price on oil and gas that's closer to what these aggressive advocates of energy taxes would argue is appropriate given the global warming threat. But the incommensurate demands of these Van Gogh vandals is a guide to the new reality than the more of a guide to the new reality than the green future optimism. You know, the world has made great progress on alternative energy. I mean, we'll I will give them that much, which is also a reason why climate change's existential risk have dropped meaningfully in recent years. But yet these jambags, of course, are still saying, no, you know, these threats, things have not gotten better at all. Things are actually getting worse. Well, which is it? Because science shows one thing and these activists are saying something different. But see, this progress that we have in climate change, you know, the downgrade, even though some of these people don't believe we that it is, you know, getting a little better, it's only been possible without declining living standards because we are continuing to extract oil and gas, the reliable foundation of which the more variable benefits of wind and solar rest. And Western leaders have pushed further in the just stop oil direction by limiting drilling or fracking or pipeline construction, by doing this, they've made their societies more vulnerable to exactly the kind of shock that has now arrived. But they won't wake up to that. They don't realize that they are causing part, they're part of the problem. They're part of the economic problem that we have going on. You know, this whole thing would just stop oil. You can't just stop oil. Here's my question to like these whiny people like uh, Greta Thunberg. Here's my question. Are all the clothing... And to all these activists, I ask this too. All the clothing that you're wearing, take it off. Look at the tags. Are they 100% cotton? Because if they are not 100% cotton, then they have synthetic fibers. Do you know where a lot of these synthetic fibers come from? They're oil-based. So you're wearing clothes that are part of the problem that you're saying. You know, how do you, how are you getting around Greta Thunberg? I want to know how she gets these conferences. Does she like get this gigantic pair of feathered wings and fly across the ocean and or, or shit like that to go to these conferences and everything? No, she jumps on a plane. This is the same girl that made her parents quit their jobs because their jobs consisted of them flying around on planes around the world. Well, how are these activists getting everywhere? They're flying places. They're, they're jumping, even if they're jumping into, you know, um, the electric cars in Europe and going somewhere, okay? Are they stopping and eating food? Yeah, they're stopping and eating food. Oh, okay. That billboard, that sign, that price sign. Guess what? It's made of plastic. That uh, table, you know, at your fast food or restaurant place. Guess what? It's plastic coated. How about that one? Those cups that they're using in the restaurant to serve you drinks. They're plastic. Where do you think all this plastic comes from, you yam bags? From oil. You can't just stop oil. It, 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 
not possible. It's not feasible. But that's what these people can't get through their heads. If they really were true activists, they would run around freaking naked. And I don't mean that as a joke. Either they wear 100% cotton clothes and stay in the towns where they are, or they are not really, truly 100% behind their whole theory of Just Stop Oil. Because otherwise, they're commuting places. You know, I, I want to go to their houses. I, I'd love to go to their house, and I want to see if there is anything oil-related in their house. Any plastics or synthetic materials or anything like that. Because I don't know what type of furniture they sit on, but for the most part, you know, furniture is all oil-based, artificial stuff. So what what are they trying to get across? I don't understand that. Is it do as I say and not as I do? Is that really what's going on here? You know, if unaffordable energy destabilizes Western politics, in other words, we should expect even more destabilization in blackout beset nations such as, you know, look at Bangladesh, Pakistan, places that are struggling to afford the rising price of natural gas. The dangers of an economic slowdown, an age of green austerity, are also, you know, being unevenly distributed. There's no balance there. It, the the African and Asian countries playing catch-up have much more to lose relative to developed economies from a future that's safer from floods and heat waves, but much poorer than it otherwise might be. Europe is more economically stagnant than the United States and more maxed out on oil and gas restrictions. They have more to lose than we do here in the States from the greener, poorer, colder world that this whole war in the Ukraine has ushered in by everything going on with oil. And again, these activists only want to make stuff worse. They're complete yam bags. I'm not saying they're uneducated, but they're not thinking. They are not thinking at all on how the world works. There's plenty of things. If you Google it, I love some of these things with politics and these Democrats, uh, some of these um, conferences and everything where they're so ignorant and they're saying how, you know, humans are the problem and we've caused this and we've caused that. But then the scientific evidence shows that long before we have existed, air quality and global warming was worse before we even set foot on this planet. How about that? And even when we first started setting foot on the planet, we've actually gotten better. Yes, I will you know, admit the whole industrialization of the world did contribute to problems. But here in the United States, I mean, we've been working on this stuff for a long time, restricting things, you know, with people in our own countries, the whole EPA regulations and everything. These jam bags, I, I don't know, these climate people, their heads are up their ass. I, I don't know what point you're trying to prove by taking cans of soup <laughs> and throwing it on famous works of art. <laughs> I don't get it. Which brings another question. That can of soup you bought, how was it manufactured? You spent money, Mr. Activist, Miss Activist, on a can of soup that you bought from a store who gets their product shipped by tractor-trailer that is powered by diesel. You know what diesel is? An oil product. How about that? How about the production of that can and the soup itself? How do you think the soup was made and cooked? It wasn't used cooked by using electricity. It was cooked using oil or gas. Some form of gas, propane or something, natural gas. How was it packaged? By machines using electricity that run off of oil or coal. 
So again, if you're a so-called climate activist that's for this whole, you know, no more oil and everything, stop eating, stop cooking, stop driving, stop flying, stop going on vacation, stop wearing clothes, stop using cell phones because they're all plastic or any type of communication. Stop basically everything you're doing and go live in a cave and then you can say you are truly a climate activist. Because if you're not, then you're talking out your ass and you just don't know what the hell you're talking about. How about that one? What do you think? I want to know what your opinion is on this matter. Make sure you send me a message. You can send me a message through my email at franklalunatic at gmail.com. Call our listener feedback line here in the States at area code 570-503-6585. Or if you subscribe to me on Spotify or Anchor FM, you can click a link on my little page there, and you can actually send me a voice message right through there. And who knows, maybe I'll put your voice on the air, maybe I'll ridicule you, maybe I'll knock you down, maybe I'll agree with you. Not really sure, but anyway. I, my friends, have always, as always, wow, I messed that one up. I, my friends, as always, am Frank the Lunatic, and of course, I have approved this message. And for now, my friends, that is all I have to say about that. Birthday card, birthday card, birthday card, birthday card, birthday card, I get birthday cake, 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 bir